Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production for Gorecom, in which we speak to small cap executives about what's going on at their companies and most specifically recent news. Back again, Poet Technologies trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol PTK and for our friends in the UF on the OTCQX under Poet F. Uh, for those of you who are new to the story, to understand Poet Technologies, you have to understand something else first, and that's you. And what I mean by that is, Every day, people like you and I around the world were binging Netflix, watching YouTube videos, shopping on Amazon, streaming Spotify, and even doing this, Zooming uh, multiple meetings now. And we do it all demanding the fastest speeds possible. Anything less than the speed of light is unacceptable. Uh, but that's not all we demand. We want more. While we're doing all this, we also want artificial intelligence to know our preferences, recommend the next product, movie, song, video, or hotel, or hotel. So anything less than the speed of light plus supercomputing power is unacceptable again. Uh, so all that computing power comes from servers. We know this, right? Most people know it. it. Comes from servers, data centers, and cloud computing. But what connects all these for the fast transmission of data? Poa Technologies brings light speed to that world. So to make all of this happen, on a such a grand scale, 24, 7, 365, we need two things. An enormous amount of computing power, we got that, but you also need speed. Lightning speed for these servers to transmit the data between each other and then serve it up to you. So that's where photonics comes in, all right? This is where the tech side comes in, but now you understand the, the, the progress here. Photonic devices create, detect, and manipulate light. Laser-generated light is fundamental to all these, uh, and which require the fastest transfer of data possible. They just need it. Poet has developed a unique, disruptive, and differentiating new, uh, new entry into the photonics market, and that's their Poet Optical Interposer platform. We won't get to the tech side of that. That's what the interview is for, but all you need to know it's patented and that it enables lower cost, higher performance across a wide variety of applications like data centers we just talked about, which alone is a $3 billion market opportunity. 5G, we know that that's coming. Uh, artificial intelligence and edge computing and more. Uh, the POET, optical interposer, is what's needed to make all these applications work as they intended, fast, all right? So if you understand that conceptually, you understand POET. And today, today's press release, POET Technologies enters artificial intelligence market with technology leader in photonic computing. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to all of you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, great press release today. Uh, I want to start off with a quote that caught my interest uh, in your press release. I want to talk about that. Artificial intelligence at the cusp of its own revolutionary impact to humanity is driving an unprecedented demand for computation at the same time that the physics of digital semiconductors, semiconductors driven by Moore's law is reaching its end, all right? So talk to us about how big of a problem that is and what Poet is solving uh, through, this press, through this press release. Yeah, um, let me start, um, Jeff, again. Um, thanks for uh, you know, giving us the platform here to, you know, reach out to, to the broad uh, world and our investors and our shareholder sure. base, given, um, you know, a kind of behind the press release view as to, 
you know, why we think it's significant, you know, and, and why have we, you know, put out this, this announcement at this point in time. Um, I think over the past few months um, that we've been talking about, you know, our path, technology, platform, roadmap, we had always talked about, you know, a few pillars that we intended to participate in. Um, by and large, and it continues to be our primary focus, is the pillar that we call data communication. So this is where we use our technology to communicate information from point A to point B. So we are basically the medium of communication, generating the light, detecting the light. Um, with this new announcement, you know, we are moving into the regime of data processing. So we're not just communicating the data that's been generated from point A to point B. We're now working with technologies that allows us to process the data and do computation on it. And that's kind of where this whole concept of artificial intelligence kind of comes in. Right. Um, I think uh, it's important to, to understand um, kind of the evolution of what is artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence kind of has evolved from this whole concept of internet of things, a lot of devices that are interconnected, communicating with each other. So it's machine to machine communications as opposed to necessarily having everything to do with machine, machine to human interaction. And, and that whole arena of communication between connected things is broadly classified as, uh, as artificial intelligence. And, and it's basically providing cognitive powers to, uh, to processors, okay? And, and within the arena of artificial intelligence, there are kind of two primary processing requirements that, that come into play. One is what is called training and the other is called inferencing. And we'll get to that later. But I think just to give you an idea or a simple example of what I mean, um, training is you show the picture of a cat to your computer and say, this is a cat, this is a cat. Show another cat, show 10,000 cats and train the computer to say, okay, this is a cat. Inferencing is now your computer suddenly sees an animal on the road and it now needs to de determine what animal it is. And it has to recognize the fact that it is now a cat. So that means it takes its training data, uses that data to inference what it is that it is seeing. And so that is inferencing. So in all artificial intelligence computing workloads, you will hear the term training or you will hear the term inferencing. And, and we will get to this later as, as we go through this dialogue as to what inferencing means, how does photonics apply, and, and how does poet play a role in it? Um, just to, you know, in terms of these pillars that we're talking about, I guess I'm trying to just break it down into an analogy. I keep trying to come up with a different analogy each time. And Suresh, by the way, these idea. are great analogies. These are great. So keep okay. on, yeah, don't, they, I, I love these. And I know the people at home really like these because right there, that was a fantastic description of training and inference. So yeah, please continue. So, um, you know, let's assume, I think, I think for, for much of our shareholder base up, up north of the border, and you guys are very familiar with mining, right? So let's, let's take an example of, of mining. I mean, of course, in this day and age, mining needs to be very sophisticated because the, 
the good old easy to access mines are gone. And, and so you're going to need a lot of new technology, sonar and so on and so forth to determine if there is something worth kind of pursuing. And so you kind of go through the speculation phase, you go through a, a, you know, a prospecting phase, and then eventually you validate, yes, there is such a material. And then eventually you get into drilling and then deployment off the product and eventually sales. And so there is a process as well in, in mining. And with mines, you, you can have gold. Sometimes you have gold and silver. Sometimes you can have gold, silver, and copper. But the basic infrastructure that you're setting up to tap that mine is fundamentally the same. You just find a different material, validate a different material, and go after it. So similarly, we're kind of in this phase where we've deployed the infrastructure, which is our optical interposer platform, and we've kind of validated that interposer on data communications, which is, let's say, material one in the mine. And now we're applying that same basic infrastructure and going after a new material that is also present in this mine, which is part of our total available market in this context. And so that's what this announcement is about, is we're now validating the extension of our platform, the extension of our technology to a new application or a new mineral in this particular case. And, and as we validate and gain traction in that space, then it goes through its process of you know, deployment and then eventually go to market. Um, and so I think we're definitely farther along in data communications, but this is our first foray or our first application of our interposer technology and platform to the field of data processing, which is different from data communications. And so from that perspective, it's exciting. It's a very large market, but it is definitely behind relative to data communications. So our step is, you know, data communications first, but you know, we don't want to lose track of the momentum that it, there exists in artificial intelligence. And so we're starting to kind of expand our application base to other market verticals that we have previously discussed and communicated. Great, great explanation. So that begs a question. Uh, Suresh, are you guys coming along just at the right time? Because it sounds like from that quote and from what you're saying, artificial intelligence is just going to be critical, period. We can't go back, but we're running up against the limits, uh, the, physic, uh, the, the limits of, of digital semiconductors. So uh, do you guys think as a result of this, you're going to be able to really help solve this problem for, for a lot of your customers? So if I can, you know, Suresh, just to add, sure, you know, Suresh described in layman terms what artificial intelligence means. So the world's most valuable companies today, artificial intelligence is becoming central to what they do. They are completely depending on artificial yeah. intelligence. However, today's digital computing you know, coming from uh, CMOS technology cannot keep up and provide the uh, computational power, okay, or steam, if I may, needed to solve those uh, issues of processing, uh, which is, you know, in artificial intelligence, you need uh, insight extracting. You need, as Suresh described the example of the cat to make sure that when they see a new cat, they can, they know it's a cat and also um, problem solving using cognitive computing. So this requires processing massive, massive amounts of data. And the today, today's digital computing, 
you know, ASIC computing are basically running out of steam uh, because they are stuck in the CMOS world. So what our customer is doing is using photonics to break that barrier, okay? And, you know, in photonics, as we've said continuously, you need electron, electronics, you need optics to make the whole system uh, work. So our customer has ASICs, uh, photonic chips and all. And what we are doing, again, coming to the fact that we are providing a very innovative hybrid integration platform for integrating various photonics and electronics components, we are helping them to integrate those in our optical interposer platform. So it may, it, it's able to work for them. And this is not a small market, right, Jens? So in the press release, you mentioned the chipset market for AI applications is projected to grow from about 18 billion now, or in 2020, just finished to over 65 billion by 2025. So that's a two and a half, that's a, that's a two and a half time jump, which normally, you know, isn't the biggest jump in the world, but considering the fact of going from 18 billion to 65 billion, how, how well positioned is Poet now and going to be in order to grow and capture some of that, some of that market? So we are making I it. Think, yeah. Go ahead, Vivek. So I'll, I'll I think just... it's important. Uh, let me um, yeah. let me put some perspective. So I think the TAM numbers are relative to artificial intelligence chipsets, right? And and they, they you know they, they don't explicitly talk about what fraction of those chipsets are going to use a photonics processor versus an electronics processor. Sure. So ninety nine point nine percent of that market today is all electronics. Um, but as the workload increases. Um, and the proliferation of these processors increase, there's, a, there's definitely a need to make that transition out of purely electronic processing for a critical aspect of this, what is called an inference engine um, and you know, towards photonics. And, and there are many reasons to convert to photonics, uh, but one of the biggest reasons is, you know, it's much lower power consumption and speed because it's using light but it's also massively parallel computing. And photonics is actually very well suited for massively parallel computing because it uses multiple wavelengths of light and so on and so forth. So it effectively, it, it kind of is, is a good fit for that particular class of processing. This is a class of processing for inferencing and machine learning. It's not a general purpose computer, you know, like, like you might have a CPU in your, in your desktop. This is a very, particular massively parallel computing engine. And, and so we do expect that, you know, over the next few years, uh, it's still in its nascency from a photonics perspective, although from an electronics perspective, a lot of companies are, are already doing a lot of machine learning chips. But we feel that our platform is, is very well positioned because we're agnostic in terms of um, electronics and photonics and the, and the breakdown of the system. What we provide is a seamless integration platform that provides hybrid integration capability of light, photonics ICs, electronics ICs. And, and that unique capability is what our customer is gonna be leveraging to create these inference engines or photonics engines uh, for, for AI. Go ahead, Vivek. Yeah, so in, in short, really, you know, with our platform, so AI, you know, uh, uh, companies that are developing these smart ASICs and super photonic chips and all, 
they need to make it work altogether. So what we are providing it, making it easier and feasible for our customer and you know, artificial intelligence in general, as you asked, for them to, to integrate their smart chips on our smart platform to create and bring their, the solution to the market, really. So it can actually see the light of the day. So that's what the optical interposer is doing. And um, nice. Yeah. Well, now it's if, if we stopped the interview there, some people think, okay, so it looks like Poet is really positioning itself for the markets kind of come to it in the next couple of years. But in this press release, you actually say that in addition to highlighting you know, the adaptability of the Poet optical interposer platform, this project is anticipated to result in revenue for Poet this year in the form of NRE and potential initial product sales. So let's talk about that because that that's, uh, you know, given the way you guys are talking, you'd almost think that this is something that you're really going to be setting up and obviously you're going to be growing into it more, but let's talk about the NRE and initial uh, potential product sales this year. So yeah, Tom, uh, you want to take that or? Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. I can start it. Um, so because this is product development, um, we've, we've told shareholders previously that the kind of uh, NRE investments that we're seeing today are kind of an order of magnitude smaller than the ones that we saw in 2019 and early 2020, where, you know, in connection with a, a major company, we proved out the technology. That was a technology investment. Now that we're on the product, um, we, the, the um, engineering investment that's being made by the customer is of a smaller scale, but it usually includes a supply agreement along with it. And, and in this case, that's, that's what we're, um, we're seeing in this particular agreement. So that we have a reasonable expectation that once we pass through all the gates of, of uh, the technology, the product development and the qualification uh, process that we'll get real orders. Um, I think for phase one, you know, we're in the, the couple of hundred thousand dollar range uh, for revenue, which we will only be able to recognize when we actually deliver the, the designs to, uh, to the customer. And there may be more in, in subsequent phases, uh, but again, it's a, it's an order of magnitude less, but the benefit is that there's a supply agreement attached to it. And we have a reasonable expectation of production revenue associated with this kind of agreement. Yeah. So just to add to that, you know, what Tom mentioned, we are out of technology development going into product development. So the level of NREs are not the same scale. However, this is very meaningful because what it's being, so we have certain customization that we need to do for the customer. So the, this customer, uh, the, the NRE pays for that incremental cost that we need to incur, but also pays for a certain part of our fixed cost that we would incur anyways, you know, uh, keep going on our development. And the third thing is the, 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 the learning and the development that we are doing, again, it's very fundamental. So it can be reused in different products that, uh, that we have. And lastly, but most important, which Tom mentioned, you know, now we want 
as we come out with products, we want revenue and long longevity of the investment that we are making on our side as you know, in our engineering activities and the technology platform we've created. What does it say, by the way, because look, I've been in the small cap space over 20 years and it's not often that a small cap company gets a chance to um, in, in, enter agreements with much bigger companies, but quite often those bigger companies don't want you to use their names. So in this case, you know, we have, we haven't, and I know you can't mention who it is, but you know, what should we be inferring from the fact that this is, this is your, this is your language, a technology leader in photonic computing. Um, you know, what should shareholders take from that uh, in terms of size of, of, of this, of this partner? I mean, look, I, I think you, you could, I mean, there, there are several companies um, and, you know, trying to do processing using photonics. I mean, this is, this is new. Uh, this is cutting edge. This is not something that is, you, you can't go and buy it today, right? So this is, this right. is currently being developed. So, you know, within the range of, within the realm of some big companies, there are small projects that does photonics, but then most of it is, is driven by you know uh, smaller companies. That is typically how innovation works, uh, at least here in the valley. Um, so we're um, you know, when we talk about somebody who's a technology leader, we we understand what the technology requirements are to win in this kind of business, and and we believe that the partner that we have allied with. Um, has an has as a technology capability that we believe is very suited for um, you know photonics processors, especially for massively parallel processors. And that technological approach also leverages quite heavily, you know, what Poet can bring to the party in terms of the integration platform that we offer. So, so we believe that you know we've partnered with a leading technology choice in terms of how this photonics. Uh, processor is is going to be uh, you know eventually taken to market. It's it's like Betamax and VHS. I mean they were both means to get video out to people. There are so so in any point there are multiple ways to get to the end goal. We believe that this is a a unique way of solving this photonics processing issue uh, for massively parallel computing. Um, that 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 we're, I guess, uh, excited about because it, it allows us to get exposure into a market and a customer base um, that is different from data communications. They, they tend to be different kind of people or, or companies. Uh, but I think getting that exposure is important for Poet, but at the same time, it also demonstrates the versatility of the platform that we're building, that we're able to attack such different market segments um, you know, seemingly in parallel. So, uh, so George, just to, you know, as a technology partner of this customer, uh, they see partnering with us as their differentiation. They don't want their customers to know who their partner is, although, you know, it's not kept a secret with, uh, with the technology we are providing, but they want to, to safeguard that differentiation. And that's the reason. But does that get from an internal point of view, from a third party? Because uh, Suresh, you said something interesting before. We believe 
And, you know, small cap CEOs have to say that at the end of the day, right? Because they, if they don't believe it, they're, they shouldn't be the CEO. But at the same time, the market almost demands or gets much more comfortable with third-party validation. So I, again, I know we can't talk about who it is, but internally, you know, what kind of third-party validation does this, how does it make you feel to have this kind of third-party validation uh, want to partner with, with Poet on this? So, um, George, are you saying, I'm not sure I at least kind of completely understood your question, third-party validation of our solution? Just the fact that they want to work with you, right, to enter yeah. the artificial, yeah, so, you know, how, how does it make you guys feel internally? I wish we could share it because you can't share the name, but internally, is this put a big smile on everyone's faces to say, okay, we're, we've so, really, you know, we, we've got a, a big company here that wants so to work. I can tell you artificial intelligence today is... Uh, is 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 the most one of the most exciting things happening, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in um, data communications, whether it's in you know autonomous autonomous driving, everything. Artificial intelligence is the is a is a huge huge um, you know uh, approach that is penetrating everything we are doing today, right? For us, and especially I can say from my personal experience being in optical for last 30 years, optical is a, is a quote unquote, a geeks industry, okay? So <laughs> to get out of that and be in such an exciting next generation, you know, I can tell my children, teenagers that, yay, uh, you know, I'm working on something that's going into artificial intelligence. All that is really, really exciting. Okay? Exciting enough that in this press release, you actually state um, the company that you're working with is breaking the mold by yeah. integrating photonics into the accelerators for artificial, artificial intelligence workloads. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty bold statement, right guys? That's, that says a lot about where this company wants to go with Poet. So what, what our customer is, is um, clearly um, uh, evaluated and convinced us also because of the approach they're taking there, so power consumption, uh, besides computing power, which is used with the photonics or neural networks, which works like the approach of the brain, how the brain works. So besides that capacity increase, power consumption, reducing the total power consumption is key and reducing the dollar per bit is the key also, because if you have so much data that you have to process, what are customers, a solution, it's reducing that power and dollars by order of magnitude, okay? So that's why we believe what they're doing is, is totally a game changer. And Let's get a little technical. Oh, Thomas, you want to add something yeah, there? Well, I just wanted to add, if I may, that- Of course. Um, what it also does is gives um, the end user the ability to bring the computing power closer to the edge. And that's why it's part of an, an edge uh, computing uh, solution. Currently, if you're, if you're using artificial intelligence, many companies are going to the data centers and the data center operators in the cloud to have the processing done for artificial intelligence. And that's a costly activity. So if, if they can do it, um, less expensively locally at the edge, you know, where the, 
where the cameras are maybe, or where there's some interaction with um, the physical world or other people, then that reduces the overall cost and, and really broadens the, the, uh, the market for these devices. I'm, okay, so I'm, and I'm glad you, you brought that up because this is the part where I want to get a little bit technical because um, I think we owe it to everyone to talk about the tech a little bit. Suresh, earlier you talked about what, what, an, inference engine, what an inference engine is, try saying that five times, and, and what it does. So let's go on to the question, what unique features does the optical interposer bring to the architecture of the inference engine? So is it a single chip or multiple chips? Well, I mean, what we provide, um, and before I get to that, you know, let me just provide some context to what, uh, what Tom just brought up because he introduced a word edge. And I wanna make sure that people understand what that is. Um, I think very, very simplistically, the, a network is typically characterized as core access and edge. So in a, in a simple example, you can think of your internet service provider, let's say is your core, the Wi-Fi in your house is the access and your phone that is connected to the Wi-Fi or your TV that is connected to the Wi-Fi is edge. So that's, that's kind of typically how the networks kind of break down. And so obviously from a number of devices perspective, there are far more edge devices far fewer access devices and even fewer core. I mean, that's just kind of the way the networks are built. Right, makes sense. Um, when, when people are talking about more computing at the edge, what they're really talking about is, I think we've kind of moved away from a mainframe computer that is kind of purpose-built to cloud computing, which is a shared network where a lot of computing happens in the cloud. Um, and, you know, that, that, that doesn't support... Um, low latency computing, especially when we're talking about things like autonomous vehicles, where cars have to make decisions, it can't send the data to a data center before that analysis is completed. So there's a need to have more computation at the edge. And, and that's kind of where the artificial intelligence product growth is expected to be is more on the edge of the network, which is a lot of devices. A very simple example, might be let's say let's say you take a picture of somebody and they've blinked and their eyes shut so then you know the way you have to deal with it is you take a picture you look at it oh your eye is shut let me click again and then you pose again and you click again but if if the camera or your phone could understand that whoops the person's eye is shut so it immediately automatically clicks a second time to ensure that it's got a sore shot that is the difference between an edge computation where it has taken a picture, analyzed it, said, whoops, the eye is closed, clicks again, versus you, know, you having to kind of intervene and, and make that secondary decision. That is an example of edge computing. So that is what artificial intelligence is expected to, to largely be available, at least proliferate initially on the edge where a lot of these devices are. And that's why the volumes are so high and that's why the market potential is so large is because that's where it's expected to have its biggest impact. And the same is true with drones is, is an edge application, you know, Alexa's or Siri. I mean, these are voice enabled edge applications. So they, they just tend to be much higher in volume. 
Um, so from getting back to your technical question on optical interposer, what we provide is a hybrid integration platform. So these are inherently quote unquote single chip solutions, but the chip in this case is a chip scale package, which would hybrid integrate indium phosphide lasers with our filters and, you know, maybe a silicon photonics IC, ASICs uh, made with, you know, basically CMOS technology. So what we provide is an integration platform that creates effectively an optical multi-chip module. So it, 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 at the end of the day, it looks like a single chip solution, but effectively it's a hybrid integration of multiple chips. Now, Vivek, that was the geek question and answer for the people at home who <laughs> want at least some deep dive into all this. That, that was great. And Suresh, if it wasn't for your example, I would have been totally lost on it. But I think everybody, you know, given the example you used, uh, could could grasp a concept, but for the geeks, you know that that was something they I guess they really need to hear. Guys, how give us a sense for how big the edge computing market is? But you know, from what from the examples you're giving, Suresh, it just sounds like the edge computing market is is big now, I guess. But it sounds like it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because that's what the people are going to demand, right? The, they're going to get used yeah. to that, and so. How, how, how big is the edge computer market and where do you guys see it going? So as Suresh described, all your terminal equipment in a way, you know, whether it's your phone, whether it's your computer, whether it's your car, whether it's, you know, everything getting closer to the customer, the consumer is what, where the edge computing happens. So, you know, uh, in terms of dollars that uh, we've seen, and uh, correct me here, Thomas Suresh, but it was 33 billion going to like 65 billion in, in a couple of years. So that's really the segment where the, the initial deployment of the, of the um, neuromorphic type of computing, optical computing would be used. But as the data processing uh, speeds and requirements get closer and closer to the consumer and consumers have all these devices and that need all the artificial intelligence, it penetrates deeper and those volumes will skyrocket. And, and let, me, let me add something uh, Vivek, because what's key to that, what's key to that is low energy consumption and low cost and you know, the, the optical interposer and, and uh, a computational engine built around the optical interposer is inherently a lower um, in energy consuming device. Uh, and so, you know, these applications could proliferate in things that we don't even understand or can't uh, articulate today. Yeah, I was actually the same thing, Tom. I was actually thinking, where, you know, where does it go? What, what bounds does it have? It's almost, it almost seems like we don't even know what bounds edge computing has for the next several years. Do you, Just do like you maybe remember? in 2000, we couldn't see how far the internet would go. We thought web surfing and email was it. How, how could we have ever thought about Zooming, right? And I remember a time in which I used to have to carry a, a heavy case to power a cell phone. Right. Yep. Yep. But what makes the smartphones really work and work for a long time is lower energy consumption and low cost. Uh, guys, I want to thank you for for coming on.
to discuss what otherwise would have been a very, you know, it would be very difficult for 95% of investors to understand the importance of today's press release. And I think we covered a lot of great ground. And I think anybody who's watching or listen to this uh, is probably pretty even more excited than, than after reading the press release. I'll leave last word to you guys. You guys nominate who you want to give the last word, but you know, the last word about this press release and, and how important it is that in the first week of 2021, Polo Technologies has come right out of the gate really strong. Hey, uh, I mean, I think, you know, as, as we signed off, we talked about, you know, uh, our increasing confidence in the capabilities of our platform. And, and you know, we, we talked about the light bar, which was a CW laser. We explained what a continuous wave laser was. Then we went and talked about a directly modulated laser. And we really talked about the importance of that, which was, you know, just foundational uh, of flip chipping of our lasers on the platform and and this is now the next evolution where we've taken those building blocks and morphed it into a different application completely different market segment that we believe is really important and and uh, is going to be an important market segment for us yeah. as you know as, as we as we gain traction in the market uh, in the data communications realm um i think you know as as we start getting down the path of deployment you are going to see more, uh, more of these kinds of announcements, which, you know, communicate to our shareholders and our investors that we are continuously making progress. There's innovation at every turn, and um, and and you know, of course, we want to get these products out in the hands of customers and drive revenue. That is a process. We're engaged in that process, but it is also important that we're not so tunnel vision that we we can't, you know take care of some parallel applications that leverage the platform. That's kind of the whole point of building a platform technology is so that to the extent possible, we want to be able to start uh, leveraging its capabilities in parallel market segments. And so we set the stage for it back at the AGM. We talked about it. We talked about the pillars that are going to be underpinning our revenue over the next several years. And, and this is natural. I mean, this is, something that we knew we were working on and we felt that it was important to talk about it with our investor base. And, and you would see this, um, you know, over the course of the next few months as we, you know, systematically start diving into these different applications and providing solutions to our customers. Guys, congratulations on today's news. Um, I love the fact that it's the unknown company, which makes me you know, draw the inference that it's uh, that it's a really great partner that provides third-party validation. Thanks for being here. It's January the sixth, so and we're already together. So I can only imagine what our, what our future holds. I can't wait to have you guys back as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you. For everybody at home, you've been watching Poet Technologies. Suresh Vekatisan, Chairman CEO, Vivek. Rajgaria, President General Manager, and Thomas Mika, Executive VP and Chief Financial Officer. You've watched what, they had to, what they've had to say, or you've been listening by podcast, either through Spotify, Apple, Google, or your favorite podcast platform. Uh, you've heard some powerful things. You'll probably have to re-watch or re-list this again. I think that's how strong this interview has been. Uh, but now the rest is up to you to do some due diligence. Uh, make sure you get to the website 
and, uh, and, and do some due diligence there. But on Agoracom, we're going to be uploading a new profile page by the end of this week. And, uh, and that's going to provide a really good layman's overview explanation of what Poet's doing, how they're impacting the world, how they're impacting this, right? You guys, you guys want the Zoom interview. Uh, I want to record it. I need to upload it. We need to edit it. Uh, we need to play it on YouTube. You guys need to watch it. Uh, once that video is done, you want YouTube to recommend the next video that you should be watching. All that is happening and, 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 uh, and Poet Technologies is the company that's enabling that to become lower cost, faster, so that you're happy at home. So if you understand that, do your due diligence because you may have discovered your next amazing small cap company in the technology world for the next decade. Thanks for joining us. Uh, see you next time and wishing all of you a happy new year, happy 2021. Thanks for being us. Many more to come.